I was thinking of like unbuttoning my <laughs> fucking trousers <laughs> to like start like the podcast so like I'd be bringing like lazy dad energy into the podcast. I I feel that I feel that. Yeah, but unfortunately, <clears throat> it feels too intimate for the first one. You know? Yeah, yeah, I feel you. I feel like I need to make a good impression <laughs> for the listeners. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Q theme song. an opening <laughs> anyway hello and welcome to potentially lazy i am your main host nathan elliott my mother's least favorite well-dressed depressed mess and i'm your side host poppy Curran jones my mother doesn't even know i exist <laughs> <laughs> that's one way to tell people you're not out <laughs> It's not trans visibility day, so my, <laughs> so my mom doesn't know I'm here. <laughs> You're just invisible now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, this mm. isn't about being trans. No, that's a that's a different podcast. That's a different, a different podcast. Day. That's a different podcast. Yeah. <laughs> that's next week's podcast. <laughs> yeah. That's Stay that's, tuned for yeah. being trans. That's the next podcast in a long line, potentially, of podcasts that I'm probably going to try and make and then just abandon after one or two episodes because and here's a segue oh excellent segue i have add oh beautiful beautiful right wow <laughs> i've never seen such a smooth segue in my life i love it when they call it before they do it mm. <laughs> mm. i also have adhd mm. um a small disclaimer right at the start for those of you who are listening um we're gonna use the different terms for add and adhd we're because gonna use mm. because they're both shit they're both terrible. They're both terrible. None of them make sense. It's literally the worst named disorder in the history of badly named disorders. <laughs> it's like, it's like you take the least like difficult symptom. Yeah. And one that doesn't even always appear. Mm. Two, in my case, that don't always appear in like people who have it, and they go, yeah. <laughs> it's they they pick they pick the symptom that bothers neurotypical people the most. Mm, 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 it's what sure. they did So there's going to be a lot of rambling in this one Because we have ADD Yeah, it's gonna happen There's We'd love to stay on topic But quite frankly, this podcast barely has a plan <laughs> Because I have ADD <laughs> <laughs> I So many like portions of this podcast And so many like little great fe- great features like on purpose features of this podcast are just symptomatic of having ADHD yeah mm. just brain go zoom brain have so many thoughts and i can't act on any of them mm. and it's just why why even bother having so many thoughts i know right <laughs> like that's the th- that's the thing though right cuz like i cuz i'm a writer mm. i have so many ideas all the time and 
hardly any of them ever actually make it onto the page. And then the ones that do make it onto the page never usually get past about three typed pages. Oh, for sure. And none of them ever get finished. Because you get distracted and you have a better idea that's like or, so much more worth. <laughs> yeah, or just the executive function just runs out. Oh, God. Like, I'll be like on a roll and then it'll just like, mm. gone. So I make video games. That's that's my job that's... and also my hobby. Yeah. And also my, my like upbringing. I should get a different hobby. <laughs> yeah, I need a different hobby too. I, I, I Writing is my degree and my hobby, so I feel mm. you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Video games also my degree. Huh, maybe this is maybe this is a thing. <laughs> I just wanted a stable identity, okay? <laughs> <laughs> just something that I can like anchor myself to. Yeah. Mm. But um as like someone who makes uh video games, the problem is video games take so fucking long to make. Mm. How am I supposed like I'll have a great idea for a video game and I'll start making it. The end. <laughs> <laughs> that's the process. Yeah, no, that that's that sounds extremely familiar. Mm. That's what happens to me when I write. Yeah, there was a there's been a period of time in my life where the thing that I use to make video games couldn't save, so I could only like do one load of making the video Shit. game. And honestly, the effect was the same. <laughs> it was just like I I never went back to any projects and nothing it just, changed. It just it just didn't change anything. Yeah, it was exactly. <laughs> the same. There's a million w- uh, work in progresses. Yeah. It's just that I didn't even bother to save, save them. them. <laughs> Let's talk about executive dysfunction. We wanted to talk about that. We really wanted to talk about we that. We really, so really wanted to talk about that. So how do you find when you want to do something? How does that work out for you? Um, It doesn't. Welcome to executive dysfunction. This is the next segment of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> mm. We should probably give a definition. Oh, sure. Um, so, executive dysfunction is basically um, when the the doing things instinct just kind of isn't there. <laughs> <laughs> like, you think of, like, oh, I want to do this thing, and then you can't. Hmm. You just can't. That's an excellent definition. It's uh, yeah. there's, there's better words out there. Like, there's more scientific words out there, I know there <laughs> is, but quite frankly, I think I've done the best job of describing sex dysfunction. I, th- I feel like it really actually kind of indicates the mindset that you're in. Yeah. Like, when I when like, I'm at this, this executive dysfunction, I could be there at the computer, like, I'll be at a computer, because anything that I have to do, I have to do at a computer. Yeah, we, we all get up, drink coffee, do our silly little computer tasks. <laughs> Yeah, I wish that I was a farmer, but I couldn't get up early enough. Why do, why do you think I play Stardew Valley so much? <laughs> I can't... I'm at the point now where I don't have the executive dysfunction to play Stardew Valley. <laughs> oh, dear God. Like, <laughs> like, I'll get up in Stardew Valley and I'll be like, I can't tend my little virtual crops anymore. I can't... Are you... Babe, I, I need to ask something very important right now. Go right? on. Are you okay? Oh, babe. No. <laughs> Yeah, executive dysfunction. Executive dysfunction. So, yeah, it'll be like, you can be at your computer. You can be... Oh, thanks. You can be at your computer. You can be looking... You can have your hands on the tools that you need to do. Mm -hmm. You're on the page. You're looking Mm -hmm. at it. And your brain is just playing tequila. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like, it's just... I've been in so many times, like, because it strikes me worst at work. 
which is rubbish because when you're at work you want to be doing work and that so yeah. that you can show your co-workers how cool you are at working mm. but like and not get fired yeah for sure i love not getting fired <laughs> i i would love not getting fired if i could get a job in the first place well, you'll get the dips executive dysfunction my dear you'll never get there you'll never get to it <laughs> <laughs> anyway yeah it's like it feels like when I begin to think, like, the next thought that I need to think, mm. I'll just get cut off. Mm. But it's not even like I'm getting cut off by a thought. Mm. I'm getting cut off by void. Yeah. I'm much. getting cut off by, I don't want to think about this, actually. Yeah. Mm. I, um, one of my uh, assignments for uni last semester, mm. um, I had a plan for it, like, a a comprehensive plan for it. It was basically the essay in note form. Yeah. And I sat in front of it. And... Hand no worky. No worky. Brain no, no worky. Wor- brain no worky. Brain hands no worky. No worky. It, it does, it, for me, like, it does genuinely paralyse me. Mm, mm. I, c- I completely... You get me. I get you. Yeah. I feel that. I've been there. It's yeah. ridiculous. Like it is, it is just the worst thing. Like you can just sit there and like, I'll often I will I will sit there or like a lie in bed or I'll stand in front of like my food shelf, thing mm. and trying to think of like what to do for dinner or whatever. I can like I can be at the beginning of any task, mm. paralyzed for an indefinite amount of time. For an indefinite amount of time, internally screaming at myself. Yeah, legit yeah. screaming, like. I, I can form all of the thoughts that I need to, like, berate myself for not getting mm. any fo- any thoughts out. Mm-hmm. But I can't form any useful thoughts mm-hmm. here. It's, it's honestly the worst. It's... And has directly contributed to me having no self-worth. I, I completely get how, like, that... How that correlates. Yeah. Because it's just, like, you berate yourself so much and for long enough that you believe everything that you're telling yourself. Of course. You're thinking it. You internalize it. Naturally. Yeah. And, I mean, it, it just kind of comes, too. Like, like I would never recommend to myself, like, oh, well, if I'm sitting there at a task and I can't do it, maybe you should try screaming obscenities at yourself. And calling yourself a lazy piece of shit who doesn't deserve anything. For sure, for sure, yeah. <laughs> maybe that'll work out for you. <laughs> but it just ends up, it just comes. Because what else am I supposed to do? I'm here, yeah. I want to do the thing that I want to do, but I... For for no clear reason, mm. cannot, mm-hmm. and I just I do not see a way around. Yeah, that. like I I've heard of mindfulness is very useful, but it's yeah. very hard to be mindful when you don't have a mind. <laughs> <laughs> but like I don't I don't okay, I need to settle this right. Go on, because I don't know what's worse, not being able to do something that you want to do. Mm. Or not being able to do something that you don't want to do. Because not being able to do something that you want to do mm. has, like, the thing of, like, I really, really want to do this. Like, why can't I do it? Clearly I don't want it enough. Mm. You know? And, like, all that bullshit. Yeah. But not being able to do something you don't want to do. Especially mm. if it's an obligation for someone else. Yeah. That brings on the guilt complex. I think, for me personally, not being able to do something that I want to do has more lasting repercussions later because I'd be like, oh, why didn't I do that? Yeah. I had ample time to do that. I really wanted to do that. Now I didn't do that. Now I don't have any more time. Now I'm stuck not doing the things that I don't want to do. Ah, uh, yeah, I see that. I see that. But 
when I'm not doing something that I don't want to do, it's very immediate. It's very like, God. <laughs> yeah. Like for me, it really brings out the guilt complex mm. because <laughs> thanks for this, mum. Um, <laughs> You know, because I've always had, like, the, you need to try harder, you need to... A phrase my mom liked to use was, pull your finger out. Ooh, ooh, yeah. Which, one, doesn't make sense. That's a good point. I have never really managed to wrap my head around that one. Yeah, I can see many ways that it might make sense, metaphorically, but yeah. I couldn't tell you how it actually does. But yeah, <laughs> so a phrase mom liked to use is, pull your finger out, or, like, try harder, or, like, any shit like that. Hmm. And, like, not doing something... Not being able to do something that she wanted me to do. <clears throat> Tidy my room. <laughs> yeah. Just kind of leads to hell. Yeah, it's it's so infuriating. Mm. Because it's like, especially the the last last summer, I went home for the summer. Mm. Um, beautiful snow. Beautiful like setting. Oh yeah, your home. It's like I'll admit, being out of the city was very nice. Mm, mm. But um, oh, you can look out my window and just you just see sky. It was fantastic. It looks gorgeous out there. It does, but like yeah, it, it also involved a lot of at least twice a week of my mom screaming at me mm-hmm. to like tidy my room. It's not that hard, and like acting like it's all like I'm just doing it because I don't want to. Mm. God, yeah. And but. then, like, <laughs> me trying to explain ADHD to her. When when I told her I thought I had ADHD, she agreed with me. Huh. <laughs> yeah, she she doesn't... She never actually denies I have anything. Right. She just sort of keeps acting like it's not real. <laughs> She's just like... She well, acts like it doesn't have any repercussions. <laughs> <laughs> She's just like, sure, you could have ADHD. You just can't have any symptoms of ADHD. Mm. <laughs> You just like you show symptoms. It's just like, what are you doing? <laughs> you're not supposed to have those. <laughs> like, yeah, you're allowed to have this thing, but like, you need you need to you need to like mask it and function normally and just be a normal person. Like, yeah, you're allowed to like feel like you can't do anything, but like, you still need to do things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you're allowed to feel it internally, but if you express any of those feelings externally, mm. then I'm gonna demonize you. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Mm. It's it's like it's like they don't want you to they want you to have your coping mechanisms. Mm. They don't want to tell you what they are. Mm. They don't they probably don't know themselves. Yeah. They might just suffer. I remember um when I first started working at my job, like the idea was that like the starting time was half nine. Mm. And you can get in for half nine. And it's kind of very loosely flexible hours. Uh-huh. Like all the actual flexible hours go before. Like you can you can arrive at seven and leave at early time. But <laughs> the idea is you arrive at like half nine at the latest. Uh-huh. I every day arrive at ten. <laughs> it's fine because that's when stand up happens, that's when operations kinda of start, everyone's kind of been yeah. like Okay, that, th- that's chill, and I appreciate that so much, because if it was any sooner, I could not. <laughs> you know what really, really says something? Mm. Um, I did not know you start, m- were meant to start work at half nine. I genuinely thought you were meant to start at ten. Really? Yeah. Yeah, no. <laughs> I, oh, I wish it was that, but no. 
It's like every every day I arrive at ten o'clock on the dot mm-hmm. after having called Nuba because I ended up getting out of bed at ten to ten. <laughs> And that's why, I mean, I love morning showers. I haven't gotten one in a year. Dear God. How am I supposed to? <laughs> one thing that I've noticed I've done as kind of like an antidote to time blindness, I don't know if you do the same, is if you're just constantly listening to music, because mm. like I'll memorize how long a song is so that I can use that as my clock. Yeah, I used to do that with albums. Yeah. Internal clock. Who needs it, baby? I've Just got... how many how many repetitions of barriers by Frank Iero has it been today? What time is it? Six of barriers. <laughs> <laughs> how many times have I listened to Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge today? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's so nice that ADHD people have our own cent- centralized time system. I know, right? Oh, the other the other thing with ADD and music, actually, mm. um, so I got high the other night. Lovely. As, as I am known to do, I am a certified stoner. And I love you despite it. <laughs> despite. <laughs> and, um, you know how, like, a lot of, like, weed music is, like, that re- like, really kind of chill reggae kind of shit? Yeah. Which, don't get me wrong, fucking vibe. Lovely vibe. Brilliant vibe. Mm. I did not listen to that. While high is night. No, no, you wouldn't. No, what I listened to the other night while high is um, Nothing Above, Nothing Below by Death Spells, which is one of Frank Aero's other projects, which is... You're a stereotype of yourself sometimes. I know. <laughs> but at least half of this album is the most loud, intense, dirty, electric music with screaming over it you've ever heard in your life that doesn't sound like weed music at all but that's the thing i can actually there's a, there's like one song on the album that i cannot handle sober but, but when high with the glory it, of weed <laughs> it's the best thing i've ever heard oh shit because like because that's just where like the mm. barrier is shit right for, and it makes me chill that makes a lot of well, sense. Well, not quite chill, but, like, it relaxes me in a lot of ways. That's where the dopamine barrier is. Right. So it's, like, I think I think a common kind of, like, thing used to kind of, like, explain ADHD is having, like, a very narrow, like, level of stimulation, which can be anywhere on freaking anywhere. the spectrum whatsoever. So what you're saying there is it kind of, like, shifted that up? It, it widens it. Oh, it widens it for me, and also makes it more satisfying within it anyway. Right, right. It's like you get bonus points. Yeah. Yeah. So I can make anything a video game reference. So, your hyperfixations and special interests, Nathan. You just read that off the plan, didn't you? I did, yes. Fair you, enough. You saw me look at the plan. Yeah, and then you said it like you are reading it out as well. Thanks. I, I'm not great with time, but even I know that one. Okay, we can talk about high fixation special interest if you want. I would love to talk about your hyperfixations and special interest. I also want to talk about yours. Do I have any? Any you have had, I guess. I you see, it's so weird because I feel like, like my my mind's telling me that I don't have any special interests or hyperfixations. But then again, but I also know you are a master of denial. Yeah, and I know so much about Daft Punk. 
so much about that. Oh yeah, Daft Punk are absolutely your special interest. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I know so much about these these Look, these funky little robot boys. I see any I see any any kind of art with a robot head or a TV head or anything. Yeah, and you know where that came from. Me. <laughs> I even... made that up. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, I'm at, what I was gonna say was like, like I see it, I'm just like, send to Poppy. <laughs> yeah, and, and always I'm like, thank you for Scraps Master. <laughs> I sent I sent you a TV head art the other day actually. Oh yeah. Yeah, I sent you on Tumblr. So. Oh shit! I might have to go look at this. Yeah. Like midstream. <laughs> Stream. Midstream. <laughs> We'd be such funny streamers. We would be very good. We'd be the best I streamers. I think it would be a very good. I think. A dude, good... do you want to stream? Do you want to do streams? That would be kind of fun. Actually. It would be. We're good for streaming because you're very good at always having a topic to say, and I'm very good at ripping off them. Frank Onion. Frank Onion. Frank Onion. Oh, if only we had some sort of disorder for that. <laughs> if only there was a word for when your brain go new too much. Anyway. <laughs> oh. Special interest. Special Yours interest. is Daft Punk. Mine's Daft Punk. <laughs> I take it you were devastated when they broke up. I almost cried. I think I might have cried. I, I cried when Mike and Michael Romance broke up. I mean, understandable. They were definitely a special interest of yours. And, like, th- that was a baby special interest at the time as well. Mm. I got into Mike a few months before they broke up. That's so tragic. That's the worst time to do that. Mm-hmm. I think I got into Daft Punk when I was eight. Goddamn. Yeah, I was, oh, I was big. I was, because they didn't have, one, they didn't have to be human beings mm. which i loved they got to be little funky robots you do love robots i love robots how i wish i was a robot mm. how i wish you i was are, a robot you are a certifiable <laughs> robot autistic thank you so much <laughs> two like i think if you actually got diagnosed like that would be on the report, <laughs> certifiable <laughs> robot autistic yeah. specifically <laughs> it would have to be they like added it to the what's it called the dsm5 dsm5 they added it <laughs> Yeah. They, oh, like they, get to, they get to be robots, they get to be like bleep bloop, they get <laughs> to hide their faces and pretend like they don't have a physical form. They don't talk. They don't talk. God, they're French. <laughs> they make nice music. <laughs> Tell me about your special interest. My special interest. Hmm. Well, My Chemical Romance, obviously. Which uh-huh. honestly was a long time in coming. Mm. And faded a bit for a while. Um, but it was a long time in coming. Like like, looking back, it was gonna happen. It was inevitable. Because I had, like, the Brits, Brit Awards CD from, like, 2007. Yeah. And Black Parade came out in 2006. Welcome to the Black Parade was on the CD. It was my favourite track on that CD. Of course. So the Mike M thing was gonna happen. You were just kind of, like... You were primed. It's like, you know, when you got a Beyblade? Mm. And you're about to let it rip. But you just like, yeah. you just keep on teasing your opponent like oh let it yeah I won't I had an emo face before like getting getting properly into my cam. How did you not? How did you have an emo face and not get into my chemical romance? Um, because I'm terrible at listening to new music because I have ADHD. <laughs> I I don't know. I think Spotify has really opened doors for yeah, people with ADHD. Definitely. In Definitely. The way that we can just, like, non-committally go through a big, long list. I, I have so many playlists. Mm-hmm. I'm a sucker for playlists. I make a new one every month. Same. Mm. I mean, I, I think yours is, like, a, like a, just a monthly playlist thing. I just end up making a new <laughs> one every month. <laughs> mm, it yeah. just happened. But, yeah, so my chem, so my chem fully happened mm. um, when I was in sixth form, when I was 16. Yeah. 2012, Eurovision fell apart. 
The year I realised I was trans and subsequently became suicidal. <laughs> no. You know how it goes. No, did the... I got to know. Did the trans come before the My Chemical Romance or did the My Chemical Romance... Uh, I can't fully remember. It was a close thing. Mm-hmm. I was... The other The other thing I was very into was Green Day. Specifically 21st Century Breakdown. I was, I was very into American Idiot, but 21st mm. Century Breakdown was my favourite of the two. Now, as someone who has never gone through an emo phase because they were too much of a nerd and instead they went through a, uh, a steampunk phase oh. I, I had a steampunk aligned phase it's it's not something that any of us are proud of I, I feel like it I'm not I, I don't have much of a concept of cringe quite frankly I I mean cringe is dead mm. but also I personally do not like my steampunk phase fair enough um but yeah, as someone who never had an emo face, uh. I know American Idiot from Green Day. Mm. I cannot remember the album that you said afterwards. Is where I'm at with Green Day. What is this? Um. Well, I think it's the album after American Idiot. Okay. Don't quote me on that. It's def- it definitely came after American Idiot, but I don't know if it was the one immediately after. I won't quote you on this, but you are on. Rec- I have you on record now. Yeah, but that. I've said don't quote me on it. Like I know I might be wrong. Oh, this is for the listener. Yeah, it's a disclaimer. I know I might be wrong. I see. Don't roast me. Don't roast Nathan. Mm. He'll cry. I won't. He'll cry. I won't. I'm not that much of a crybaby. I'm a little bit of a crybaby. <laughs> don't roast Nathan. I'll cry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's more accurate. <laughs> but 21st Century Breakdown is very, very anti-capitalist. Oh, very good. I mean, just like American Idiot, really, but, like, mm. it's... Personally, I think it's a little darker. Okay. Uh, just in terms of, like, there's a lot of um, religious stuff in there. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the music I listen to is the music that people with religious trauma end up listening to, and I got to it without the religious trauma. I think a lot I've of... Got, I've got 21st Breakdown, I've got My Chem, which, you know, with the freaking Catholicism inherent in My Chem. I've Hosea. got Hosier. <laughs> Hosier and My Chemical Romance are two sides of the same coin. Yes. <laughs> I couldn't label this spectrum for you. <laughs> but, but I know it that is it one. is one. Yeah. My, chem- My Chemical Romance just be like dark Catholicism is sexy and we just lapped it up. Yeah, they they did. And you did. <laughs> I, I really, really did. I, I just don't have any religious trauma. Somehow. I, I don't. Anyways. My Chemical Romance. My Chemical Romance. <laughs> Point is, they are like they are my current main special interests, mm. and became something of special interest back in twenty twelve. I can I can track my life in special interests. Mm. I used to say I can track my life in obsessions, but now you know what that means. Now I know what they are. Yeah. <laughs> Quite frankly, the fact I didn't realize I was autistic until about twenty two, twenty three is insane. Here's something that actually has always interested me about special interests because it's. A way that I've seen a lot of people interact with them uh. that I personally have never interacted with them that I've never interacted with them like before. Right. And I know that you to a degree interact with special interests like this. Okay. What is it about joining uh, joining a special interest? <laughs> Walking into a special interest and Hello, I'm here. <laughs> I've arrived. <laughs> I've arrived. The party can start. <laughs> and immediately feeling that urge, or maybe not immediately, but feeling that urge to join 
the fandom of that special interest? Because that never occurred to me on any of mine. Um, for me, a lot of it is um, I can I consider myself a lot very much on the fringes of any um fandom I end up in. Mm-hmm. I like I never become like one of like the popular like Tumblr blogs or anything. You live in fandom suburbs, far yeah, away from the fandom city center. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, but honestly, the main appeal is more content. About the special interests. Mm, 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 mm. Special interests too. Yeah, it's like, okay, this is this is the interest. This is like the the canon of the interest. Mm-hmm. I want more. There isn't any official more, but what's this over there in the fan distance? Fan fiction. Fan fiction. I started reading fan fiction when I was about thirteen. <laughs> I mean. It's the only thing I can read anymore. I can't read anymore. Mm. That's another ADHD thing. That's what I was going to say. When I was a kid, I did nothing but read. Mm, Absolutely nothing but read. And wouldn't you guess, my special interest was Harry Potter. You poor... poor I'm actually actually rereading Order of the Phoenix at the minute. I've gone about 260 pages in without, without like, like hardly any issues. So, like, I'm pretty pleased with that. I'm cringing every five sentences, but... (laughs) (laughs) I mean, whatever it takes to get through a book. Yeah... But, yeah, like, the only thing I can really read anymore is fanfiction for some reason. Hmm. I cannot read. I've had a theory, Colonel, that um, the idea of fanfiction and the appeal of fanfiction for people with ADHD is that because of the characters already established, yes. it's significantly less kind of, like, friction yeah. to get into it. And, like, even, like, with, like, ridiculously off-the-wall AUs, like alternate universes, you still got... You have a basis for the AU to give, yeah, like an um, anchor. Yeah, you still you've got like this anchor for the word for the mm. exposition. Ah, exposition. Yeah. You, so, like with fanfiction, like even with like the most like balls to the wall, like <laughs> insane AU, you've got <laughs> this anchor for the exposition. Mm. So even if it needs like so much exposition, you still got this one thing to work off of. You know the characters. I actually wanted to talk about um, video game special interest in particular. Oh, because I'm a game dev. You're a game dev, oh. and I hyperfixate on Sims Four all the damn time. Mm. Okay. So as I, I think I said earlier, yeah. I've racked up over seven hundred hours in Sims Four in a year and a half. Yeah. And bearing in mind, I checked. I checked that seven hundred hours a while ago. Okay, well, it's actually, if I may approach this from kind of like a dev point of view. That's exactly what I want you to do. If I may kind of like talk about this from the dev side. Yeah, I saw you look at the notes. (laughs) I don't think I was subtle about it. Um, (laughs) It's actually quite interesting that it's Sims 4 that you binged. And it it makes a lot of sense. And it makes a lot of sense why a lot of other people end up binging mm. Sims 4 because the the developer of Journey, you know Journey? Journey was a little game for the PS3, I think it was, where you play as this funky little dude in like a cape and a cloak and you go like across the desert and you like you're like two little people and you can't talk. Right. The developer of Journey noticed that the emotional spectrum of video games is actually incredibly narrow right now when you compare it to other entertainment mediums because whereas <coughs> entertainment mediums you have you know like your power fantasies mm. 
which is, you know, like your Bruce Willis films, mm. your Jason Statham films. Mm. You have kind of like your more, um, your more kind of like you documentaries. You definitely get Final Fantasy and video games. Oh yeah, that, those are all over the place. Yeah, you have like documentary films, which are kind of brushed upon. Yeah, you can you can do something akin to that in in a game. It'll be like a niche game, but like you yeah, can do yeah. It. that's that's definitely less touched upon. And you can have kind of like real um, real tragedies, and there's a lot more kind of like um, emotional bandwidth within film. Mm. And the one thing that film can really really riffs off of is social kind of like it's a social element of emotion mm. like I, the best example I can think of off the top of my head is Sex in the City but that's a terrible example because they're hardly friends um, but just that the concept of kind of like that sense of community and that sense of like the emotional connection that you have with each other yeah that's captured in film very well right in games The Sims is pretty much the only game that captures that mood and that kind of like that social quality yeah so it's interesting that you would binge a game that is pandering to and i say pandering with love uh that's pandering to making you feel socially connected that's because I'm a loner. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but like, actually, that's yeah. that's that's how that's how it works. That's yeah. why, that's why you, the developer you, of Gen made that game. You play the games that you want the experience of. Of course you do. That's that's the, that's the entire point. Yeah, like the other and the other reason I play Sims is because most of the time, most of the time, mm. sometimes they don't. It's infuriating when they don't. Um, but most of the time. You click on a thing and tell the sim to do a thing with the thing, and the sim just does it. That's a bit of a power fantasy. And to me, that is a power fantasy. Yes, I was thinking that the moment before you said it. That is a power fantasy for me. I can, I can, I can get, I can click a thing and tell the sim to do it, and they'll do it. Sims for executive function power fantasy. Except sometimes they don't because it. I guess that it's fucky. Relatable. I, I, I got really into uh, cheats and mods and shit. Mm. I'm less into mods now, but like I still have a bunch of them. Yeah. Um, and one of <laughs> one of the things I think I've complained to you about a couple times is why why the why the hell can't you walk out that door? Come on, come on, just make it. Mm. You're so close. You're and, so close. And I feel like at some point I'm just gonna have to become a game dev because, <laughs> or mm. at least like do it as a hobby or something. Because yeah. I keep thinking, like, especially when that kind of thing happens, I need to see, I need to be able to see what, like, how the Sims, like... Pathfind. Yeah, how the Sim is pathfinding, what's going wrong there, mm, mm, so mm. I can fix it. And I, I, I'm feeling the need more and more to get deeper and deeper into, like, the guts of the game to just make it work. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you're never going to be able to get into Maxis, mm. so I'm afraid you're going to have to make your own The Sims. Oh, boy. Mm. Which is hard. <laughs> I bet, especially when you have ADD and can't make yourself do anything. Oh, for sure. I can't make, like, Frogger. <laughs> Actually, no, Frogger's probably the exact level that I can make right now. 
<laughs> you know, I only I only know Frogger exists from the one sound besides episode. Really? Really? What? I got the vibe like completely from it, but I don't. What? It's like the such a well, Frogger. You're older than me, Frogger. Come on now. Surely you must know. No. What? This has exactly the same vibe as like you've definitely seen that film. I haven't. This is this is representation for adult ADHD messes. Yeah, I think if you want a good example of what a conversation between two people with adult ADHD looks like, it, it's it's this. You're not gonna get something much better than this. It's, it's, it's this. Yeah. We really need a moderator if we do this again. Yeah, we do. We need a we need a Fraser. We need a Fraser. Yeah. Which honestly, that tracks. That makes a lot of sense. That is that is a true fact in most of my life, quite frankly. <laughs> yeah. I rely on them far too much. Yeah. Every podcast that I've done before, I've done with someone who didn't have ADHD. <laughs> so yeah, how's was... that one with Patrick though? Was it was it this much of a mess? Oh, he he had like points. <laughs> and he, I had points. You had points, but he got to his points. Was the difference? Oh God. I think that this has been a very lovely and successful podcast, actually. I'm not gonna lie, like, I see why you're saying that, but also the anxiety is rising. I understand, but I do legitimately think that this has been... You have talked about ADHD. I have very much talked about ADHD. We have demonstrated ADHD we and its finest. We have very much demonstrated ADHD. And but this is for, this is, this is a student project, which means I'm doing it for a grade. Mm. <laughs> Most importantly, though, we had fun along the way. <laughs> anyway, let's wrap this up. Let's wrap this up. This has been potentially lazy. Good job remembering that name. Holy I know shit. it took a second. Wow. It took a second. You got that. We though. came up with that name five minutes before we started recording. And quite frankly, I love it. It's brilliant. Okay, okay, let's wrap it up. Yes, wrapping. Let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. This has been a complete mess by the name of Potentially Lazy. I am your host, Nathan Elliott. I am a guest. Poppy Curran Jones. Or co-host. Who knows? Who can say? Who can say? Mwah. I hope that someone ever actually listens to this and that whoever listens to it enjoys our ramblings. Please. Please. <laughs>